0: Welcome to Doing Good Business, the podcast where personal and professional development meet. I'm Laura Heacock, a leadership coach and talent acquisition consultant, and I'm joined every week by my co host, Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, training you to bring positive business practices into any company. Doing Good Business is the podcast that teaches you that doing good business is not only possible, it's profitable. Hey, welcome back to Doing Good Business. This is Laura, and I'm here as always with Kelly. And we hope that our September topic of happiness made you as happy to listen to as it did for us to record. We had a blast talking to Blake. We had an awesome time recording our own happiness podcast. And uh, now we're going to ask you to be open for October because openness is our October theme. So today Kelly and I are going to hang out and we're going to dissect openness. We're going to talk about what it means, why you need it, why it's a thing in business, why leaders need it. And then our October 21st interview, we're so excited. We're going to be having Kevin Nolan. And for those of you who listened to our live podcast event in season one, Kevin was one of the fellows on our panel, and he is the owner of Nolan Painting. And one of the practices that he incorporates is called open book accounting. So a little sneak peek for the October 21st episode, and uh, now we're going to dig into some openness. Hey, Cal. Yes, we are. Hello, Laura. How are you? I'm great. I'm super open to today's topic. I mean, I'm yes, a coach. It's like openness is pretty much my jam. If you're not not open with me, I really can't do
1: a whole lot. <laughs> Absolutely. On the business side, you know, we're all looking for those growth mindsets, mm-hmm. and openness is a real precursor to that, mm-hmm. so I'm very excited about it as well. I think um, it's a great topic, and one that I don't think... People would naturally associate with um, business right. and being a leader, yep. right? So let's dive into it. Yeah. I let's
0: mean, Kelly, I think it. about, you know, when you had shared last season about, you know, the old style of management, you know, mm-hmm. command and control. And mm. I think of my parents you know, my mom always used to say to me, I'm the mommy, that's why. And it was like right. that style of leadership. Right. People a lot of times still have that mindset of, well, I can't be open. I can't be transparent. I can't be authentic hint these are all things that we have talked about in previous episodes of the right, podcast right. like yes actually please you can business is changing but you know really when I think about openness for an individual it does look very different than it would look you know Kelly with you and I having a friendship conversation right yes it looks very different in business well talk to me about that what what
1: is different? What mm. what makes, how would you define it in business mm. and why is it important then yeah. as a leader?
0: Yeah. So I talk about, I actually call it appropriate transparency, but you could substitute oh. the word openness for right. it. And it's that thing, and, and I feel like I've um, shared this before, but it's worth repeating, where if you're going to go in and you have to make a difficult announcement, mm-hmm. you don't want to go into that meeting room and just be, you know, devoid of emotion mm. and, you know, very letter of the law and lay it down and then leave and close your door and have no questions. You can practice appropriate transparency, which doesn't mean I fretted all night. We've been looking at the budget for nine months. There's no other way to do that. I didn't get any sleep. And guys, I'm so sorry. That is not at all what I'm talking about. Right. But what I'm talking about is really clearly and articulately laying out the reasons behind your decision and giving Mm -hmm. people enough openness that it cultivates trust Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, that's what builds a good team, a cohesive team, and that's what impacts retention. And aren't we all in the retention game in business? Right,
1: right. And the empowerment game, Mm -hmm. right? You Mm -hmm. don't want people to come in and just feel like they are siloed Mm -hmm. in what they're doing, so you have to give them a path out of that. Right. And I think this type of appropriate transparency, openness, Mm is a, a way to do that right you have to give people a little bit of, of information which to your point you didn't see a lot of in command and control yeah you know i think we had more fixed mindset because the environment was more fixed mm-hmm. more predictable right well, we're in a really dynamic environment so we want people to grow we mm-hmm. want people to evolve and feel like they can step into things that they know are appropriate Appropriate actions following appropriate transparency. Right. right?
0: And it comes down to feedback, too. I mean, the least helpful feedback is something that's very general. you know, maybe you want to say, oh, we all need to make sure that we get to work on time and things like that. And 98% of the people in the room know who the problem is, and they become resentful to the groupthink mentality, like, be direct, talk to the person, be Mm -hmm. open enough to have the hard conversations. And people Mm -hmm. learn that it's safe to take risks, it's safe to share you know, feedback in an open way—it's safe to ask for feedback again. It cultivates trust, right? Key, mm-hmm.
1: very key. Hmm. Huh. I have a slightly different take on it from the business side today. Excellent. And, and um, yeah, you know, because we did talk about transparency in a previous episode, and you really can't uh, detach transparency from the topic of openness. Right. But when I started thinking about it for this um, for this episode, I was thinking about Open to new experiences, Ooh, right? that, yeah. that kind of um, trailblazing mentality, risk-taking. entrepreneurial, risk taking, yeah. all of that. And um, so, a link that you know we can share with everyone, just so as, as I started to look at it, openness, being open to new experiences, is one of those Big Five personality traits that researchers look at, okay. and it also includes uh, conscientiousness extroversion, introversion, because they're looking at things on a scale, Mm -hmm. agreeableness, neuroticism,
0: and And
1: more recently they've added, which I thought was interesting, maybe a topic for us for another day, honesty, humility. And they've added that, some researchers have, to incorporate a measure of ethical behavior into the mix when that trait is relevant to the research that they're doing. But they typically look at these five aspects of a personality in terms of success. And um, what, what really caught my attention about it, especially when we think about things like innovation, team building, strategy, was that being open to new experience kind of requires that you have an active imagination. Oh, Yay, yeah. Right? Yeah. Want that. yeah. Um, an aesthetic sensitivity mm-hmm. and attentive to inner feelings. Intentive, mm-hmm. oh, boy, I can't talk on this episode. <laughs> attentiveness to inner feelings, which is intuition, mm-hmm. a preference for variety and intellectual curiosity. And so those are really good things to have, regardless mm-hmm. even of what your role is, the level of your role in the organization, because you can scale that up and down, mm-hmm. right? So um, I think those are good things to have, especially when we think about innovation. If, so if we're using openness and all of those great aspects of open to new experiences, then we're talking about experiences what helps us adapt and evolve, Yeah. right? So, if we don't experience new things, then there is no reason to adapt and evolve. Mm -hmm. But we, you know, in, like, as we know in evolution, when you reach new climates or your food source dries up, right, those are something, those are things you experience. So, hopefully, then, your experience is shaping your next step forward, mm-hmm. not a next step backward, right. not a next step of just standing, marching in this place. This is how we've always right. done it. that exactly. makes us
0: violently angry when we hear businesses and leaders saying, <laughs> exactly. but this is the way we've always done it. Kelly and I silently freak
1: out. No. no. Um, so, you know, it's so open to new experiences, openness is important for innovation. It's important for team building, as mm-hmm. you were talking about, because um, the element of trust is really what then helps employees become comfortable with change, mm-hmm. comfortable with then with new experiences, and that all can be critical for business growth. Mm-hmm. Then there's for strategy. And, you know, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. We're going to have Kevin Nolan on, and he's going to talk about open book management. We talked to Kristen Donnelly from Abbey Color mm-hmm. and their open hiring policy, mm-hmm. right? So in terms of strategies, those leaders who do those types of really kind of avant-garde mm-hmm. read, here come competitive advantage type strategies right right? in order to even consider those develop them and implement them there has to be a high degree of open-mindedness right right Right? so i think that's really important
0: well it's like the old thing you know i keep hearing this phrase so there must be something for me in it but i'll share it with you (laughs) the what got you here won't get you there to oversimplify And if you're looking at taking your business to the next level, if you're looking at taking your leadership to the next, if you're looking at taking yourself to the next level, you know, whatever that looks like, it could be running a 5k or it could be, you know, expanding your team. It could be maybe, you know, having a hard conversation, letting someone go, whatever that next level is, you probably need to be open to new tools and new strategies and new, you know, thoughts to come in and get to that next place. So, you know, without that, you're, just going to silo yourself and it's going to be business as usual this is the way we've always done it absolutely and personally you and I are
1: just discussing this a little bit earlier but you know my husband and I are getting ready to move that's been a whole new experience yeah for me. it's been very different from last time we bought a house and there's been a lot that's been online and there's been a lot that has been simplified mm-hmm. and there have been some things I don't really care for as much but <laughs> it doesn't really matter because this is the way it's yeah. going right and then once you know, I didn't have a lot of fear, but like if I let go of any of that kind of residual fear mm-hmm. that I had around it, it, this was a pretty efficient mm-hmm. system. And, um, but you have to have that open to new experiences. Right. If I was just stuck in where I was going to be and saying, you know, well, I want to mail it all snail mail and things yeah. like that. Right. Then I wouldn't literally, because these were the words you used, be moving forward, mm-hmm. literally moving. Mm-hmm. In this case, right? <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, it is, it's a it's a good thing to have personally, I mm-hmm. think. But then again, I guess I'm more on the oh, I like variety
0: and change mm-hmm. end of the
1: spectrum. So it's you know something that's more akin to my natural inclinations.
0: But I think in business you have to have you know. And I was thinking about those personality traits as you were going mm-hmm. over them, and really everybody needs a balance of all of them, right? right. So you can't be 100% ext- introverted right. or 100% extroverted. It doesn't mm-hmm. work. You have to be able to be you know adaptable yeah adaptable exactly and without openness you can't be adaptable and right. businesses to thrive and to stay I think again it's a mix mm-hmm. yes you need to double down what works on one hand mm-hmm. as well as mm-hmm. being open to new possibilities and on right. the other hand you know what are people doing you know if nobody have had ever I remember when God, my mom used to work in um, broadcast tv and in like an administrative role, and I remember when she had her first uh, Windows-based computer, and she's like, "There's this thing, it's like this external device, and you move it around. It's called a mouse. I don't think it's gonna last." And I just think, I mean, this was the 80s, probably, and I just think like it's so funny now to like have that be, and that was just her thought because she was used to a test, right. text-based interface, but the company was open to something new, and mm-hmm. you know, you have to have that balance. Like you still have to have. The processes and the people and, you know, some of the marketing and whatever that is working well for you and you double down on that and right be open and always keep your eye around, you know, what is happening out there in the world? Where do I want to go? How am I going to get there? And what do I need to be open to to figure out how to get to there since what I already know got me here?
1: Right. Absolutely. And And when you think about it in terms of a business strategy, there are some things that, I wanted just to kind of take those aspects and say, what does that mean? And mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know, what I want to share with our listeners today is let's break it down. Yeah. That's really what you and I do, yeah. you know, um, but we know, so no one's going to be surprised that to implement openness, we're going to recommend that you practice it. Yes, Right. please. So if you're naturally inclined, uh, that's excellent. If not, here are some suggestions that I have as you contemplate the what is, mm-hmm. whether that's the what is in your department, in your regional territory, or if you're the leader of the company. But when openness is talking about having an act, active imagination, how do you practice an open uh, having an active imagination, mm-hmm. right? So here's my advice. You ask, what if you could? Uh Again, probably not a big surprise, right? What if you could build a team of people who can evolve and grow with your business or your department? Sometimes that means meeting new goals, but there's also growth to be found in doing something common Mm -hmm. in an uncommon way. Nice quote from Booker T. Washington, Hmm. who I just, I adore quoting him (laughs) so this is about experimentation and not risk-taking so if you want to cultivate practice your active imagination keep asking yourself what if you could how could you redo something that's existing already Mm -hmm. practice having an aesthetic sensitivity right well i suggest that you ask how does this new highly imaginative idea Mm -hmm. that i just formulated how does that that fit into the larger purpose Mm -hmm. of the organization because if it doesn't go back to your highly imaginative state, mm-hmm. right? It has to fit in. That's your sensitivity. It's got, a, you know, the aesthetic would be the design. How does it fit into the design, the overall design of what you're trying to do? Right. Right. And um, also, I would say you can prompt yourself by thinking about what is the meaningful, positive narrative that's shaping my thought. Mm-hmm. This. When I go to communicate it to someone, how would I talk about it in terms of how it fits in mm-hmm. to, to the bigger picture? Practice being attentive to your inner feelings. Ooh, now you're in my turf. Yeah, Kelly. Thank you. So um, this is not the squishy, you know, touchy-feely aspect of it. But this is saying, what qualitative data should I consider? Mm -hmm. We we examine quantitative data all day long. You and I have talked about the data-driven decision. This is about making the data-supported decision. Mm -hmm. The data could very easily tell you, well... You have to lay off 300 people. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, that might close up the town that they all live right. in. Right? So that's a data-driven decision. And that's not necessarily going to lead to the overall best outcome. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep cultivating and identifying other qualitative data that would help you arrive at a data-supported decision right. that's aligned to the company's values. Create a preference for variety. Do you drive the same mm-hmm. way? To the different places that you go to? No. No, me either. Yeah. You know, and I heard that years ago. Yeah. You know, like take a different route to work, right? Mm-hmm. You just get this fresh perspective. Yeah. So how do you do that in a business environment? You ask, how can I reframe challenges mm-hmm. to be seen as exciting opportunities? Because we are conditioned toward that negative. You and I talk about that all the time, right. right? When that's all you see. But if you're really trying to cultivate a preference for variety, you're asking yourself, what's the fresh perspective, right? It's not bad. It's not getting worse, and it can't happen to you. Mm-hmm. What if those things didn't exist? Yeah. What would this thing look like, yeah. right? This idea that we're talking about or this this opportunity that we're trying to meet. And I always think about job rotation when mm-hmm. I think about this. Okay. I know of a few companies now that do this no matter what level you are in the organization. Wow. They take you out of your role, mm-hmm. and they put you in a different role for six months to a year. Wow right up to senior senior level executives. Cool. And I thought, well, if you can't get a fresh perspective on what's going on in your company from doing right. that, right. Then you should really take a step. Right. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Perhaps it's time to find excellence elsewhere.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, um, and then the last one, the last aspect of open mindedness by the, you know, the researcher's definition mm-hmm. is to cultivate intellectual curiosity mm-hmm. and all you can do there is ask, and what else? Mm-hmm. And what else? Mm-hmm. Right? Because lots of times we think we're done and our pencils are down and there's still time left on the test. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Take the extra time and say, how do we bake this pie higher? What else yeah. can go into it? Ask other people. Right. Right? You might ask clients. You might ask em- your employees. You might ask previous clients. You might ask your vendors. Right? It all depends on the type of idea that you have arrived at mm-hmm. in this Um In your desire to be open to new experiences. So, you definitely want to do that. You might be overlooking some very obvious things. A lot of people come up with a great idea and then they'll say, however, I don't have the resources for that. Mm -hmm. Are you sure? Yeah. Like, right? What else could you do? What else could you do? Right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's good to take a look Mm -hmm. at what you've been, let's say it's a financial resource. Sometimes it's if this is an opportunity for you to take a look and say, hey, what are we doing? How are we spending our money? Maybe if we make some changes here, we'll have enough money to launch this initiative. Right. right. So yeah. that's my advice on putting openness into practice because I think it's all well and good to identify the what what they are, mm-hmm. but then have you do it. So right. hopefully that was helpful. Target. No,
0: and I think, you know, for the individual, it really comes down with, you know, one of the things that you had mentioned kind of. Little light bulb in, in my brain of, you know, it starts with emotional intelligence. You saw the light bulb, yeah. Exactly. I, I was like, oh, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about emotional intelligence and thinking about, you know, if you're going to be open, you first have to be open to your own experiences. So, what are you experiencing? Oh, like, what it. are you thinking? What are you experiencing in your body when you're stressed? What are you experiencing when, mm-hmm. you know, you get that hit of a good idea? You know, how does that feel to you in your body? How does that feel to you intellectually? Like, what do you notice about yourself? Right. It? So, really getting clear on how you show up in various different scenarios and, and being open to learning that I do have some tips and and I have a couple of great articles that I'm going to post on great leadership and openness. They'll be in our show notes for folks to look at, but really starting, um, this article I found from a a website called training journal recommends starting with a check-in. So really doing Mm -hmm. a check-in in in meetings and maybe you create a time slot. It's five minutes during meetings, do a check-in at the very start or finish of a meeting of how's everybody doing today. Um, I love, there's a new book by a guy named Jerry Kalani. He's another executive coach. His book is called Reboot. He has a really simple, red, yellow, green system. And he oh, goes around nice. every like conversation, whether mm-hmm. it's one-on-one or in a group. It's, red is, I'm totally distracted. I'm not here at all. Yellow is eh, I'm kind of straddling. I'm trying like to be that. here, and green is like 100% present, ready to go. And there's no judgment, and that's the thing about it. You have to be open to whatever someone's right. going to share with you. You can't be like, "Oh, Kelly's over there in the red corner, and I'm totally green." And you know what's her problem? Like, no, you right. have to be able to create that culture of acceptance and being mm-hmm. able to welcome red, yellow, and green, because mm-hmm. then we can all stop taking it so personally. If I know right. you're super distracted, because you know, maybe you have a family member that's in the hospital. I can give you some of, you know, I can give you a little bit of a pass if you Mm -hmm. maybe aren't like on your game with the best ideas in the world during this meeting. And then you can simply end with a check-in of how are we as we leave? How impactful was this meeting? And one of the things I ask my clients, is there anything else that needs to be put into this space? Is there anything Mm -hmm. else that we didn't cover today? Mm -hmm. And just being open to that in the last few minutes and making sure, like, are we leaving this space in a good spot? Like, are we in a spot that feels like an okay separation point. But starting that check-in, I think, is really key. And it allows that feedback mechanism to start where you as the leader get to offer the opportunity for people to give you feedback. How am I doing? I'm open to it because I am open to you having a red light right now, or I'm open to you having, you know, a yellow light, and like, huzzah, if you have a green light, and if you have maybe like half a dozen red lights in a row, maybe that's something that I need to be thinking about, and then we need to have a conversation, so that's something to really think about. That brings up a good point,
1: too, and it dovetails to what we talk about a lot, right? Today's leadership is not about having all the answers, Mm -hmm. it's about knowing where to get the answers and the data. So that's just another thing. There can be a lot, as you illustrated, a lot of really good data Mm -hmm. that could come out of asking those questions Mm -hmm. that will help a leader be more effective. Right. Um, so I think that's a great idea. Yeah,
0: And when somebody feels safe, again, we're going to trust, but when somebody Mm -hmm. feels safe enough to be in a meeting with their leader and say, you know, I'm a red light today, they're also going to feel safe enough to take a risk. And this is one of the articles I'll put Mm. a link to, you know, encouraging risk taking. I was thinking when you were talking earlier about creative time, Mm -hmm. there's a book that I've actually not read it, but I've had a few clients say that it's great called deep work. And it's about how we never have that space in our day. We just go from meeting to task, to meeting Mm -hmm. to task. We don't give our brains the time to do that deep work, and they need to downshift a little bit to be able to get into that creative space. Yep. Um, Agreed. And I think of 3M. You know, they have built-in innovation. You know, everybody's heard the famous sticky note story. You know, somebody was trying to develop a super powerful glue, and they ended up developing something that barely worked. But sticky notes are a gazillion-dollar product every year and have been year over year. So there's so much evidence to support the idea, to giving people that creative space, but also being open encourages that culture of risk-taking. It makes it safe. You know, it helps you um, reframe mistakes as learning opportunities. Of course, there's some things that are, you know, you're going to have to deal with. A lot of times mistakes are a way that we can learn and say, like, how did this happen? How do we dissect it? But when we create a culture of being open enough to have those conversations, then you start to make that okay. Because I think
1: there's a difference between mistake an experiment And both of them are bona fide, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes a mistake is really a mistake, right? right? There are a consequences attached mm-hmm. to that. Sometimes mistakes can be reframed
0: yeah. as an experiment. And we and got dog friendly on doing good business. <laughs> Say hi to Bandit. Oh my gosh. But no, I think it's like the red light thing, right? If somebody has six red lights in a row, you mm-hmm. need to have a conversation. If somebody has six pretty critical mistakes in a row that aren't coming right. from that creative open time... Right then we need to have a conversation and we need to see like what's really going on and dig in. Right. But it helps you inform your decisions and make them in a really thoughtful way. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's what you were just saying a minute ago and what you said before. It's data supported, not data driven. Right. Yeah.
1: The world would be a better place.
0: Oh my gosh. Amen to that. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty excited about openness and can't I too. wait for you guys to tune in on the 21st to hear us talk with Kevin Nolan about how, you know, these practices and more can be applied mm-hmm. in his personal leadership, his personal, how he shows up in the world as well as his business. Absolutely. He's got some really great stories to tell.
1: And again, he does have this, you just said it, right. he's got this openness to mm-hmm. ideas and he also has a belief it can be done.
0: Yeah, I hear
1: about that, too. So. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Have a great day. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing Good Business, designed to bring out the best in you and your company. We welcome your reviews and ratings and would love to hear from you. Send your comments, suggestions and questions through our online form at doinggoodbusiness.com. Stay in touch with us on Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. The Doing Good Business podcast is brought to you by Laura Heacock of Laura Heacock Consulting for all of your coaching and talent acquisition needs and Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, helping you incorporate the social business paradigm into your company. Learn more about us and our respective services at the Doing Good Business website. Thanks again for listening and remember to expect good things from everything you do.